88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. A private doctor calls for early treatment for COVID-19 patients even before they're hospitalised. The SAR's coronavirus death toll rises to 20 amid warnings it could take two months to get the outbreak under control. A charity says more people are sleeping rough because of the pandemic. And the liaison office accuses people of spreading conspiracy theories about its offer to help the SAR fight the coronavirus. The Executive Council has reportedly held a special meeting this morning to discuss further tightening the anti-epidemic measures. Sources say the measures include a complete ban on dining in at restaurants and the extension of a compulsory mask ban, mask rule to include all public areas, including outdoors. The government is expected to make an official announcement as early as this afternoon. A private doctor has called for early treatment for COVID-19 patients, saying they should be prescribed medication even before they're admitted to hospital. Henry Young, the president of the Hong Kong Doctors' Union, was commenting after authorities said some 100 confirmed cases were still waiting to be admitted, with the public health system under great pressure. Dr Young said timely treatment was essential in reducing the mortality rate. The doctors in the community can prescribe the drugs for the patients to take within his home and the patient can be visited by the community doctor either uh, physically or by telemedicine. We have to get the patients to have, uh, to have early treatment to get the best result. If we can give the early treatment, then we can decrease his viral load and decrease the chance of cross-infection in the community. Queen Elizabeth Hospital says a 92-year-old man has died with the coronavirus, bringing the toll in the SAR to 20. Earlier today, Queen Elizabeth Hospital said a 76-year-old woman with COVID-19 died last night. A charity that helps the homeless says the COVID-19 pandemic is pushing people onto the streets. The chief executive and founder of Impact HK, Jeff Rottmeyer, says they've been meeting new street sleepers who've lost their jobs during the coronavirus crisis and are sleeping rough after being unable to pay their bills. There are also homeless people who've been forced out of the fast food restaurants they used to stay in overnight because of reintroduced dine-in regulations. That results in hundreds of people, many of whom are seniors, having to go outside and sleep in parks and tunnels, public toilets. It's shocking. You know, it happened before COVID came a bit more under control, and here we are again with the restaurants having to close again. And in that time, nothing was done. No action was taken. You know, Impact HK and other homeless charities are just doing everything we can. But it's overwhelming, and I'm looking for some type of a response from the government showing that they actually care about these individuals. A medical expert says he hopes the number of coronavirus cases will peak this week, but it will still be another one to two months before cases come close to zero. A further 128 people were confirmed with COVID-19 yesterday, with 103 contracted locally. University of Hong Kong Professor Benjamin Cowling, who's an epidemiologist with the WHO, says it seems more difficult now than in March to stop the community spread. The measures now in place are the kind of measures that worked in March. It looks like we might need slightly stricter measures to bring the numbers down faster because the measures put in place a week ago should be showing their effect about now. It takes about a week before you can see the effect of new public health measures. I guess you could say if public health measures had been introduced a week or so earlier, maybe we'd be turning the corner now. But I don't think we lost a lot of time by delaying some of the measures. What I'm concerned about right now is whether the current set of measures are enough to turn the corner or whether they need to be slightly tightened further. Specimen bottles for free COVID-19 tests have been snatched up within minutes outside several government outpatient clinics. 
Long queues appeared ahead of the 7.30 distribution time, with some people lining up from 3am. 22 clinics are involved in the scheme with a daily quota of 110 tests each. It's aimed at citizens who feel slightly unwell or have a high risk of infection. Carmen Lau, a district councillor at Wong Tai Sin, a virus hotspot, says 200 people queued outside the East Kowloon Clinic. She says the government should improve arrangements to reduce the risk of infection. As I observed there, no one follows the social distancing thing while queuing for the bottle. Our district council members suggest to increase the quotas for every clinic as well as open up more clinics for distributing the bottles. Some of the citizens suggest open up the phone reservation again for those not available for cooling. Beijing's liaison office has criticised people spreading conspiracy theories about its offer to help Hong Kong fight the coronavirus. Maggie Ho has details. A spokesman says the central government will help boost Hong Kong's capacity in coronavirus testing and set up special COVID-19 hospitals. In a statement, he noted that officials from Hong Kong, Macau and Guangdong had exchanged views at a video conference last Friday. But he said he was shocked and disgusted at some claims people made, such as Hong Kong didn't need mainland help because it had sufficient medical resources and manpower. This didn't fit with Hong Hong Kong's law and professional codes, or that mainland medics couldn't communicate in English, as well as rumours that clinics set up by the mainland would spread the pandemic. The spokesman said people making these claims had ulterior motives and were lying to themselves and others. China has 61 new coronavirus cases, the highest daily figure since April due to clusters in three separate regions. The bulk of 57 new domestic cases were in Xinjiang, 14 local cases were recorded in Liaoning province and two more local cases were in the neighbouring province of Jilin near the North Korean border. The worldwide total of confirmed COVID-19 cases has now reached more than 16 million, up by a million in just four days. Here's the BBC's Naomi Grimley. In the last 24 hours, there have been more than 55,000 new infections in Brazil and more than 48,000 in India. But global health experts point to Israel as a sobering lesson. It had previously had a good record of keeping the lid on early cases, yet its latest figures suggest a persistent spike with more than 1,700 new infections reported yesterday. America still leads the country-by-country tallies. Deaths there are now approaching 150,000 and cases have passed the 4 million mark. In other news, state media have accused the opposition of being completely crazy and heading for a dead end by trying to paralyse the legislature once they win a majority in LegCo. The People's Daily says what it called the mutual destruction camp and legal scholar Benny Tai in particular are only trying to damage, not build, hurting the interests of all Hong Kong. It accused the opposition of colluding with foreign forces for a revolution and creating a constitutional weapon of mass destruction to paralyse Hong Kong politically, economically and socially. The Foreign Ministry says the American consulate in the southwestern city of Chengdu has been closed down. Personnel from the Chinese Administrative Department entered the building via the main entrance. Earlier crowds gathered outside as U.S. diplomats prepared to leave following orders from Beijing to close the mission. China's move was a tit-for-tat response to Washington's order to Beijing to close its consulate in the city of Houston. 
President Trump has lashed out on Twitter at the institute bearing the name of his Republican predecessor, Ronald Reagan. Until now, Mr. Trump has avoided criticising Mr. Reagan's legacy, although he's publicly fallen out with both former Republican presidents from the Bush family. Here's the BBC's David Bamford. Mr. Trump's comments came after the Reagan Foundation asked the Trump campaign to stop using President Reagan's name and image for election fundraising. Last week, the campaign asked supporters for $45 donations in return for gold coins emblazoned with images of Mr. Trump and Mr. Reagan. Mr. Trump said the Washington Post, his bitter enemy, was now clearly running the foundation. A new study has revealed that opium, Afghan opium farmers have switched to solar technology in massive numbers over the last five years and in the process have significantly increased the world's supply of opium. Satellite images show virtually every farm in southwest Afghanistan where two-thirds of the world's heroin is produced now have solar panels. Here's the BBC's Justin Rowlett. Since 2014, solar power has been rapidly replacing diesel to pump groundwater for irrigation, according to a study by the think tank the Afghanistan Research and Evaluation Unit. The report author, Dr David Mansfield, says solar power represents the biggest technological change he's seen in more than 25 years studying the Afghan heroin industry. The fear is this increase in supply will lead to a spike in addiction worldwide. But the boom could be short-lived if groundwater supplies are exhausted. The government of Portugal has declared a state of high alert for 48 hours due to the risk of forest fires because of soaring temperatures. 800 firefighters have battled a major blaze which is still raging. The fire in central Portugal is not expected to be brought under control before tomorrow. The operational commander Luís Belo Costa told a news conference the situation could become worse. O potencial de... The potential for the fire to spread is enormous. It's a reality and could last for several days. We're responsible for doing everything in our power to stop this from happening. The Office of the Thai Attorney General says it'll review the decision to drop reckless driving charges against the grandson of the founder of the drinks company Red Bull. Wara Uitia had been accused of killing a policeman in a collision in 2012. The Attorney-General has been under mounting pressure to explain why the case was dropped, with growing public anger over perceived impunity for Thailand's rich. At a news conference in Bangkok, a spokesman for the Royal Thai Police said that while the case was distressing, protocol must be followed. We have to withdraw um, all the arrest warrants and, and also the um, Interpol arrest warrants as well. And, and, and after that, he, he'll be free. I really feel upset about this case uh, previously, but the fact is that when you review the case, you've got to um, carefully review all evidence, uh, witness statement whatsoever. That, and we feel really, really sad about this case. A subsidiary of the Chinese tech giant Alibaba has insisted it complies with Indian law after a former employee accused it of censoring content critical of China on its apps. A court in the Indian city of Gurugram has summoned Alibaba and its founder Jack Ma over the case. The former employee claims he was wrongfully fired for objecting to the censorship. And now with the sport, here's Adam Chung. We start in Italy, where Juventus have secured a record ninth consecutive Serie A title as they clinch the trophy with two games to spare. Cristiano Ronaldo opened scoring in a 2-0 win over Sampdoria. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. 
Yet another Serie A season dominated by Juventus, but it's worth remembering that before football was suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic, Lazio were putting up what looked like a credible title challenge. Juve were just one point ahead of them when the season restarted in late June. It soon turned into the all-too-familiar one-horse race, though, after Lazio suffered a run of costly defeats to Milan, Lecce and Sassuolo. For head coach Maurizio Sarri, it's a big moment his first ever top-flight league title. The English Premier League season is all over after Sunday's final round of fixtures. The new champions Liverpool finished on 99 points after a 3-1 win at Newcastle. Manager Jurgen Klopp says he's happy to achieve the most ever points to a season in Liverpool history. I saw it um, on the pitch that we were really fighting for this for this special number and I loved it. Um, the boys played again an incredible game, not a perfect game but an incredible game. Liverpool finished 18 points clear of runners-up Manchester City, who handed out a 5-0 defeat to Norwich, who were already relegated. Manchester United and Chelsea booked their places in next season's European Champions League after both finished in the top four. United qualified at the expense of Leicester City by beating them 2-0 at King Power Stadium. It caps a remarkable turnaround for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's United, who trailed Leicester by 14 points in February. We've uh, come from way, way behind teams and we've gone past them. We've uh, shown that we've got the consistency, we've got uh, players with the right mentality. We're building a group and a performance uh, culture here that uh, we can be proud of. Chelsea beat Wolves 2-0. Manager Frank Lampard praises Chelsea's side for a job well done. I was very understanding of the of the jeopardy of today. You know, the, the three teams are fine for two spots and they produced. They produced a, prof, a professional, dedicated, really strong personality performance. Not fantastic, not absolutely beautiful, but we played it out perfectly. Aston Villa avoided relegation with a one-all draw at West Ham. They finished just a single point above Bournemouth, who have been demoted despite winning 3-1 at Everton. Watford are also relegated. They lost 3-2 to Arsenal. In golf, Michael Thompson fired a final round 67 to win the Twin Cities Open in Minnesota. He finished two shots clear of fellow American Adam Long. It was a second PGA Tour win for Thompson, seven years after the first one. And that's your look at sports. And thanks, Atom. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A private doctor calls for early treatment for COVID-19 patients even before they're hospitalised. The SAR's coronavirus toll rises to 20 amid warnings that it could take two months to get the outbreak under control. A charity says more people are sleeping rough because of the pandemic. And the liaison office accuses people of spreading conspiracy theories about its offer to help the SAR fight the coronavirus. The news from RTHK. This quarter's demand notes for rates and government rent have been posted. The rates concession has already been reflected, but there is no concession for government rent. Remember to pay by July 31st or you'll have to pay a surcharge. If you haven't received the demand note, please call the Rating and Valuation Department on 21520111. To receive the bill in a convenient and environmentally friendly way, register for the ERVD bill service at the department's website. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, take preventive measures when commuting. Avoid rush hours and busy times and take advantage of flexible working hours. Wear a mask when taking a ride. 
If possible, open the windows to ventilate the vehicle. Clean your hands with liquid soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub after using public transport or touching public facilities. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19.